You're listening to Confessions of the Creative Kind, episode number three. Welcome to Confessions of the Creative Kind. I'm your host, Jess Kovic, media producer by day, designer, photographer, and creative entrepreneur by later that day. Join me as I stumble through life as an artist, pick myself up, and confess everything that I've learned on the way down. Y'all ready for this? Let's do it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, episode number three. I'm still doing it. Can you believe it? Can I believe it? I can believe it because I made a commitment to you and to myself, and I'm not breaking that shit for nothing. All right, today we're going to be talking about exhibiting in person with your art, art shows, galleries, conventions. Um, local markets, uh, crafters and makers markets, things like that. All right, today we're going to be talking about exhibiting at in-person events, selling your artwork at conventions, showcases, uh, gallery shows, makers markets, craft fairs, things like that. Um, I'm also going to share my one of my most recent experiences at the Raw Artist Showcase, so we'll get into that in a little bit. But before we do... Since we're starting to gel with this whole podcast stuff, I wanted to introduce some segments that we'll be doing going forward. So initially, I just want to start off the podcast by telling you what's going on, what I'm up to, and that's my What Up Girl segment. Maybe I'll change the name. I don't know. Am I always going to want to say, What Up Girl? To be determined on that. I've actually got the house to myself tonight, just me and the girls, the kittens, who've been driving me a little bit crazy, but I love them, so what are you going to do? I've been working some late nights lately because I'm gearing up for another show that I'll be doing. By the time you hear this podcast, it will be done. So I'll give you a whole recap on that. It's going to be Avocado Fest in Fallbrook, California this year. It's the first time I've done that show. So look forward to a total recap in the coming episodes. And in theme of the show, I wanted to give you a little, what I'm going to call a quickie confession because... I think I'm going to alternate between some of the episodes are going to be more storytelling where I give you a whole confession from the depths of my soul and some of them I'll just have kind of a little quickie for you while I move into some other information. So today's quickie confession is that podcasting is hard, man. The the last couple podcasts, so we're on episode three, last couple ones I did, I confess that I... I had to edit them quite a bit. I took out all the ums and ahs for you so you don't want to kill yourself listening to it. Full disclosure, you're getting the best of the best. I took out some of the pauses. I'm hoping I get better at this as I move along, more confident with my speaking. However, you didn't hear every single little thing and me saying, God damn it, most of the time. You didn't hear it all, but I'm being honest with you. Trust me, you don't want to hear all of that garbage anyway. So that's my quickie, and let's just dive into all the good stuff, all the information that I can give you from my two years of exhibiting. So first I want to explain what it means to exhibit as an artist. If you haven't heard of a convention, maybe Comic-Con is probably the most famous convention. There's typically a show floor, and they have vendors and things that people can buy, and typically in those conventions, they have what's called Artist Alley. 
that's made up of usually independent artists that are there to showcase and sell their art. As an artist, you do bring inventory and you make in-person sales, whatever your art happens to be on apparel or on prints. Similarly, at other types of shows, there are maker's markets and local craft fairs. Very similar situation wherever you're from, whatever town you live in, you probably have something going on. Uh, Sometimes it's an art walk that's out on your main street. Sometimes it's at a local college, um, flea markets, vendors and artists will come, they'll have their little setup and they're able to sell in person. There's also opportunities at galleries. You can connect with galleries and, and showcase inside their gallery event that can be just showing or that can be selling as well. So with all this in mind, I highly, highly recommend if you've been thinking about exhibiting or showcasing your work in some form at an art walk locally or traveling to a convention, I would definitely look into it. It's been beneficial for me in helping grow as an artist and grow my business. And it's just really fun. I'm, I'm completely addicted. I'm always trying to find new shows. Speaking of which, Google is your best friend. Now that you are kind of privy to the types of shows you can you can look for to sell your work or to exhibit at, just do a Google search of art walks in your town, craft fairs, flea markets, any show that maybe you already attend that you're interested in exhibiting at. There's usually a tab on their website that says vendor or exhibitor, and a lot of times they have online applications. Sometimes they are closed during a certain period of time and they open them back up. So you kind of have to do follow up on when their timeline is and when the show is and try to get in before they close um, admissions. But definitely do your research. And I would suggest trying to find shows that you really like or are already attending or are somehow in the wheelhouse of the art that you do. Just keep in mind that the people that are attending these shows, they're going to be a specific audience and some are going to be better than others. Some shows obviously are run better than others. I've had better experiences and worse experiences. And sometimes you get people that are not your people. And when they're not your people, that's okay. Don't get discouraged. It's easy to do. I've felt that myself, but it's pushing through because for every bad show, there's going to be another great show. Sometimes it's unpredictable, but you can kind of see patterns. You can kind of attract yourself and align with um, audience that are going to be your people and where you want to sell your art and where your art fits into. So be prepared also for the application process. You'll have to fill out a form. Typically there's a fee and the fee can kind of range all over the place as low as $50 to $800. It just kind of depends on the event, the volume, the higher the cost, the bigger the show is, the more traffic that's going to be at the show. So the more people are going to see your art and walk by the more exposure that you'll get. Sometimes they base it on numbers in the past. If they have an idea that because of the volume, you are expected to have a good showing and have the potential to make a lot of sales. Of course, there's, it's not a guaranteed expectation. You have to show up and make your booth look good and have the art to sell and and be a representative of your brand. Especially when you're first starting out, you probably don't want to invest something like $800 on something that where you don't know if you're going to make your bunny back. By the way, the initial, the first time you do it, it's a gamble. It's, it's, it's a risk. Don't expect to make millions of dollars, thousands of dollars 
don't expect that you're going to sell anything. You want to go into it with the mindset of making connections and showcasing your work. And if you make a sale, awesome. If you don't, you can just work your way up to that. But probably a good idea to be conservative on your first go round. Find a local market that has a low fee or something like $100, $150, something that you can save up for or you can invest and just know that that's going to be the starting out point. Different conventions and different shows and markets have different requirements. Some of them will request insurance. So just make sure you read. They'll usually give you a contract. It'll either be your application or they'll give you a contract after the fact when they've accepted you to be part of the show. Read everything in it. There's definitely restrictions. Sometimes you can't put things up on the wall behind you. Sometimes you, it's an outdoor event and you need a tent or... Some events provide tables and chairs. Some of them don't. So definitely do your research, read the contract in full, know what you're getting into before you sign up for something like this, because it is a contract and a business transaction and you want to protect yourself. Just understand what you're getting into. Most of these events, their contracts are pretty straightforward. And by the way, if they're not giving you a contract, be careful of that too, because This is your livelihood in your business in some cases, or you just don't want to get ripped off. So just pay attention to that sort of thing. Not every show will accept your application. I have been turned down by several shows in the past, either because they were full and they didn't have the space by the time I applied, or they, you know, a lot of times these shows are curated and maybe they have a bunch of visual artists and they don't need anymore, or they're, they don't feel that you are the best fit for the show. And that's okay. Like I said, you got to do your research and find your people and find the, the ones that work for you. I'm still searching. I'm still trying to try different shows and see which ones work better for me, which ones are worth my time. I will say that I've been making an effort to do certain shows more than once just to really see if the first time was a fluke in either a good way or a bad way to see if it's actually the show that's just not the right fit for me. If you try a show for the first time and it didn't go so well, maybe you didn't make any sales or you just kind of had a bumpy start or you didn't enjoy it, give it another go. Maybe find something else or do some more research and kind of learn from whatever you did the first time and do it a little bit differently. Try it two or three times before you determine that it's not for you. I don't want you to miss out on all the benefits and the cool things that I've been experiencing as I've been doing this. Push forward. Don't give up. (laughs) Don't give up on exhibiting because with anything I've found in in art in the last couple years of pursuing this, try, try again. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And it gets good. And I look forward to it getting even better. The first show I ever did was RTX Austin. For those that don't know, it is the Rooster Teeth Expo in Austin, Texas. It's every year in the summertime in July. And it's a convention that Rooster Teeth, the company, puts on for their community, and they've been doing it for quite some time. I happen to have a connection. My husband works for the company, so that's how I found out about this show. The first time I ever did that convention and my first time exhibiting ever was in the summer of 2017. And I was kind of dabbling with my business. I had, I was doing Sugar Bunch, as I mentioned, in different iterations and kind of just playing with what I wanted to do. I had gone to the convention a few years prior 
with my husband and just kind of hung out. Um, it's a lot of fun. And I always wanted to be part of it in some way. I don't play video games and I'm, I don't work for Rooster Teeth. So the few times that I went to the convention, it was a lot of fun, but I was just a guest and I, I walked around and I was kind of enamored by the artists in Artist Alley. I was just the fact that they had a space to call their own. I've always wanted to open a retail store, a brick and mortar. Maybe that's in my future. Maybe not. Maybe I can give you another episode on that when, when it happens. It just seemed really cool to have your little 10 by 10 square or your little table that was dedicated to your brand. I had the idea of exhibiting even before I started my online store. So of course that was already prevalent in my life and I was able to to talk to the people that I know there and get set up in Artist Alley. I had a little bit of a leg up in that area, but after doing that show, I got the bug. I just I wanted to do more shows. It was so cool. If you're an artist or illustrator, comic book artist, whatever your visual medium is, and you've been thinking about exhibiting, I would highly recommend it because it really pushed me out of my comfort zone and got the ball rolling for me. I didn't even have my online store before I committed to showing at this show. And because I committed to the show in the summer, I decided to do the show, I think in February is when I started talking to um, the event planners. Between then and the summer, I had to get everything together and I had to basically start my business because I hadn't up to that point. I wanted to have a little bit of a a presence before I went there. We'll talk about the store in another podcast, but what I got from it was pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I got to display my art in front of people, which is so scary when you're an artist and it's pretty vulnerable. We it's it's hard to display it like that, but it's a cool thing when you have a little space all to yourself. Okay, so here are some benefits that I've found from exhibiting. Showing your work online is great, and there's a lot of avenues to do that these days with um, artist communities like DeviantArt, so many others, and just Instagram. You can post your art and get feedback. But doing it in person is kind of a whole nother beast. You really get to see people's faces when they see your art, and that can be a really cool thing if they like it. <laughs> if they don't, I guess that's another story, but um, people aren't that mean <laughs> for the most part. At least I haven't ran into that. You get to interact with people in person and see how they react and what they resonate and what they resonate with. And that's kind of the whole point of art and expression is you want people to see it and you want people to engage with it. So doing it in person is just going to add a whole nother layer of the experience. And it's really cool. It's really addicting. I have to say, you spend a lot of time on your art, either drawing, painting, whatever your forte is. A lot of times it's a singular process. But putting it out in the world and talking to people about it and having them give you feedback and, and like it, thats it's one of the best things ever and why I continue to do it. It's also confidence building, something that you might be kind of stressed out about or hesitant to share with the world. It's a great way to reaffirm your idea and what you're doing. There's going to be somebody out there that it resonates with as well, and they're going to appreciate it. and it's going to build your confidence in what you're doing, no matter what stage you're at. Another great reason to do these in-person events is to get the feedback. I know being open to feedback and criticism, especially when it's very personal to you, can be scary and daunting 
it is that way for me too. But if you're open and you can get some feedback on what people are liking and not liking, it helps me kind of move forward into what I like, and but also what other people are going to respond to. Especially if you are selling your art, either on prints or in my case, I sell my art on a lot of apparel and enamel pins, accessories, things like that. The feedback is kind of invaluable to my business to see what people like and what they pick up. There's a whole science behind merchandising and people seeing something, touching things that they can pick up and they can look at in person versus shopping in an online store or you know, just seeing things online, seeing things on social media. Which brings me to another maybe obvious benefit is being able to sell in person. The money. I'm not going to lie, guys. I enjoy being able to sell to people that are interested in owning my art. It feels really good. That's, that's Again, that's another confidence building, very complimentary thing. When someone likes your stuff enough to want to give you money for it, mind-blowing, life-changing, so cool as an artist. But when you're in person, you can actually interact with people. You can be a little bit of a salesperson. Nobody wants to be a swarmy, gross, used car salesman type, but it's really not like that. For me personally, when you're just able to make a connection with someone and even just with your eyes, when you lock eyes, uh, someone that can just be walking by your booth or your table and you make eye contact and say hello and they are now they're looking at your stuff and now they're engaging. Whereas online, you don't have that in-person connection to market your stuff. And you also don't have the opportunity online or other avenues to tell people what it's about. When someone's standing right in front of you, they can ask you questions, how you came up with the idea, what medium you used, what program, if it's digital, that sort of thing. And and you can talk about it, which is which is fun to do. It, it's cool to just be able to explain your art that way. I know some people don't want to have to explain their art, but it's pretty cool to talk about where your head's at. And I find that when people are interested in it visually enough to either stop by or glance over at your booth, if you can engage in a conversation, they're really excited to hear how you made it, what your ideas were, and it adds to the piece. I know for me personally, whenever I'm out at a craft fair or something like that, a convention, it's a lot cooler to connect with the artists in person because they're an individual and you're not just at Ikea buying the French bulldog black and white canvas on that bottom floor or like the giant clock. You know what I'm talking about. It just makes the experience a lot more personal for you as the artist and for the customer, the appreciator of the art. The tactile element is really important too. If you stop to think about your own shopping experience, when you go into a store how often do you walk by things and touch them just to touch them or just feel the fabric or look at it more closely and kind of bring it up to your face? It makes a huge difference um, versus seeing things online and buying it on faith, not really knowing what it's going to look like in person. Another great thing about exhibiting is you get to meet and network with other artists. Usually you have neighbors either the opposite side of you or across from you, and you can make a lot of friends or you can strike up conversations and share information. I've met a handful of other artists and exhibitors over the past couple of years that either were friendly enough to have a, just a great neighbor at the show, or we've done swaps and just either support each other or, you know, swap a pin for a pin or, or a shirt for shirt, or, you know, you can trade commissions and then 
it's just a really great networking opportunity because you can talk to other people and see what they're doing and see how they prepared for the show and um, what's working for them, what's not. And again, behind a computer, you don't get that experience as much. Of course, there's online communities and you can message people, but making the connection in person is, it's an added bonus. And I totally understand that a lot of us artists can be introverted and it can be a little scary to talk to other people. I definitely experienced that. So it took mustering up some courage even to exhibit at these shows in the first place. And also just to talk to people, customers as they're walking by and other artists. It's so beneficial and I've learned a lot and I'm still learning on how to make those connections because not only will it help you in your business, but it will also just broaden your social spectrum, which is, it's essential for running a business if that's what you want to do with your art. At this point, I'm probably done about 12 to 14 shows. So I promise you, if you're nervous about it, or if it seems scary, it is, (laughs) but it will get easier. It's definitely gotten easier for me. I've got my systems in place. I've got a bag that's packed with all of the things that I bring to the shows. I've gained experience on how to talk to people, how to talk to other artists, how to merchandise my items at the booth, how to talk about my art. I used to experience a lot more anxiety, especially the night before a show. Did I pack everything? Uh, Can I really do this? Does anybody really want to see my art? I don't experience that as much anymore. Probably sometimes with if it's a show I've never done before or a city I haven't been in just logistically. Even then I've, I've calmed down a lot just because just doing it, you get the experience over and over again. And again, you get more confident in doing it and it gets easier. I promise you it'll get easier. You just have to start. So one more thing I wanted to share that I found to be a benefit for exhibiting at in-person events is branding. Having that booth space or table space, you get to expand your brand. Branding is obviously more than a logo. It's your color scheme. It's your vibe. It's That's an extension of your art and who you are and how you want to sell yourself. So from the decor that you use, and you could get really crazy with this, you can have, I've seen some really amazing booths and I've been trying to up my booth game, but you can really have your personality come out in the visuals. I take a lot of pride and have fun with that. You can make it like your own personal little store, your tiny space, your 10 by 10 or your table and get really creative with it. Just another benefit of doing things kind of the old fashioned way when you're a live real life person. All right. So lastly, I want to share my experience with raw, with the raw artist showcase. This is the first time I've ever done an event with the raw community and It was a little bit different than other shows that I've done in the past. So Raw is a community of artists, um, an organization that puts on basically these big parties that showcase artists of different mediums, filmmakers, musicians, performers, makeup artists, hair artists, um, visual artists like myself, photographers. And they give them a venue to showcase their art and make a, a fun event out of it, combining everything together. So they have... The fashion designers have a runway show at the end and all of the visual artists have a booth, have their table booth space so they can showcase their art and you can sell it as well. This was actually their 10th anniversary. So 
I was lucky enough to get in on a big show. And I hadn't heard of them before they actually approached me. They found my Instagram and initially approached me about being part of the fashion show because I do apparel. However, once we started talking about what I do and that I had exhibited at uh, events in the past, and a lot of my apparel is based on my graphic designs, it's not necessarily just just the fashion of it. It really hinges on the designs um, screen printed or printed onto the shirts and, and other things. So we decided that it'd be a better fit for me to have a booth as a visual artist. And I have to say that every experience I had with Raw leading up to the show was super positive. They were really on top of it. I had several conversations with the directors and the people organizing the show. So I had a really good understanding of what it would be going into it. And I have to tell you, that does not happen at a lot of shows. Some of them will have PAs that kind of will help out exhibitors. Some of them have nothing and don't even give you directions or where to park and you have to fend for yourself. This was not that experience. They held my hand the whole way through, even though I had exhibited before. This is a new experience, so I really appreciated that. And just having experiences with other shows that were completely the opposite of transparent and helpful. I thought that was really great. And especially they they do cater to the artists, know that we're independent and that we are trying to make the best showing. And this is a lot of effort to do things like this. It was really helpful. They did a venue walkthrough where all the exhibitors got to go to see the venue, which is unheard of for conventions. Unless, unless you've been there on your own accord, they would not set that up for you. They also promoted all the artists on social media leading up to the show. There are some considerations with doing the raw show. In order to participate in a raw showcase, you, the artist, need to sell 20 tickets to the event. It is a ticketed event. You have a link and you have a page that is set up for you, kind of automated. So you would shout that out to your supporters, your family and friends in hopes that they would want to come and support you and your craft. I actually saw an article a friend sent to me when I had already decided to participate in the show and I was promoting the ticket sales and trying to get people to come. You are committed to selling 20 tickets at, I believe it was 2250. It called it a scam and it said that it's a pay to play model and artists beware, which of course is something that I was already interested in. It, it gave me pause but I really kind of assessed what this meant for me. And personally, because I had exhibited other shows before, I was used to, I guess what you would call a pay-to-play model. Like it's very, it's common to pay a fee to be part of the show and the events do profit from you. It's not just for the space, although it does cover those expenses, but they do profit from it. So that to me, that was ex- expected. And as an artist, you know, you do ha- either have supporters, a following grown already, or you have friends and family to where it is a push, but it's not impossible to sell those tickets. And if I didn't sell those tickets, just buying them all myself to participate would have been less money than I paid to exhibit it at some other shows. I didn't really see it as a negative. Raw and the venue don't take any commission or any portion of your sales. So it really is just the ticket sales. And to me, that covers the venue and and costs of the organization and just gives a chance for your supporters and friends and family to participate in, in your art and your work and your endeavors as an independent artist. 
you can, of course, generate your own opinion on that and whether or not that'd be something you'd want to participate in. But for me, it felt good and fine. And this was at a, a pretty nice venue and it was put together. The production of the show was pretty impressive. I don't regret that at all. I had one person reach out to me on social media that said, this sounds like a pyramid scheme. And in a, in a way, <laughs> it didn't feel like that to me. I know what I was paying for. Yes, there is a culture of artists working for free for quote-unquote exposure. And of course, your time is valued, your skill set is valued, your artistry is valued. In my case, I had the benefit of being able to sell and make a profit for my work, and I was used to that. So I was very comfortable with that business model. I also felt it was close to, you know, many bars and and venues invite bands and performing artists, singers to come to their venue and perform. And when people go to see them at that bar, the door person will ask them who they're here to see. And if there's a cover charge, either the band gets a profit of that at the end of the show, or that is either credited toward the band or the band is invited back because they bring people to the bar. I will also add that after you sell your 20 tickets with Raw, any ticket you sell after that, you get $10 back of the price. So if you were really hustling and selling those tickets, you there's the potential to make even bigger profit. Another incentive with Raw, once you do a showcase in your hometown, for myself, it was Los Angeles, you are committed to doing another show outside of your city. So it could be for me, San Diego or San Francisco or somewhere out of state or even out of country. And at that event, I don't have to sell tickets. So it's just another opportunity to connect with another uh, local area and people there and not have the pressure of selling because clearly you're not in your hometown, so you can't leverage your friends and family. I know that some people feel weird about asking their friends and family to support them in that way. It it does feel weird at first, but when you think about it, I kind of got over it in the way that People want to support you as an artist, Um, your family and your family and friends might be really happy to come and see you at this. And it's an entertaining event. So I don't really see that as being pushy. And of course, they don't have to. If anybody is not interested or doesn't can't afford it or doesn't want to support you in that event for whatever reason, they don't have. But some people do and you give them that opportunity to do so. And again, if you want to just buy those tickets and not have to ask anybody and just have that experience and to be able to show and sell at a venue, I personally don't see a problem with that. So exhibiting at the show was, the other difference is it was a little more formal because it was kind of a club atmosphere and a show, which was really fun, I have to say, because it felt like felt like a true kind of gallery experience. There was just a lot of energy because of the performances and there's DJs going on and people were getting drinks and there was a really high volume of traffic and I was fortunate to be right in the entryway. So everybody that came in passed by my booth and I got a lot of people that I was able to connect with and talk to and were interested in my art and in a venue and and with an audience that I wouldn't have otherwise connected with. So I even sold some stuff. And to me, I kind of went into it hoping to sell, but also just wanting to invest in my brand and pass out business cards and make connections. And, you know, if I make that connection and they want to follow on social media and we can connect further down the line, that was worth it to me. But I actually did 
make some sales. And so it was, it was worth it for me to be there. And I had a great experience and I'm actually looking forward to the next showcase that I do. I haven't decided what city I want to go to, but I'll definitely update you all so that you can, if you're local to the area, you can check it out. If you're interested in exhibiting or being a part of a raw showcase, I would definitely look into it and see if it's right for you. They do approach and scout people to see if they want to be a part of the show that they feel would be a fit. You can also submit your own work to be part of the show. So in the show notes, I will put the link to raw and all the information so that if you're interested, you can check it out. All right. So that's it. It is late for me. So I need to get to bed. It's been a pleasure. I'm looking forward to the next one. Again, be on the lookout for the recap of the Avocado Fest show that we at this point would have done just this last weekend when you're hearing this. And I'm just getting started on this podcast. So definitely check out the show notes. You can find them at jesskovic.com forward slash podcast forward slash three. So it's always just forward slash podcast forward slash the number of the episode in this case three. And you can see any of the extras that I referenced during the show and you can leave comments and I've got a lot more to confess for you. And Hey, if anybody has any tips or thoughts on exhibiting, if they've done it in the past, shoot me a message. You can reach out via Twitter or Instagram. I'd love to chat more about it. Maybe you can teach me some things. Or if you actually decide to exhibit for the first time, let me know. I want to cheer you on and see how it went. If you know of any shows that you want to suggest to me, I'm always looking for new opportunities to do these in-person events. Maybe it's in a city that I haven't been to before. Hit me up. I want to come visit you at the show, not at your house. Don't make it weird. Thanks again. And we'll talk real soon. Thank you so much for listening to Confessions of the Creative Kind. If you'd like to see more of my work, you can visit my website at jesskovic.com. And if you're interested in snagging some of my design products, you can visit my online art boutique at sugarbunchcreative.com. You can find and connect with me on Twitter or Instagram at Jess underscore Kovic. And finally, if you like what you hear on the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and review in the iTunes store and then tell a friend. Why not? Until next time, take care and talk soon.